our series on politics. And if you've been tuning in for the past couple of weeks, you know that we have been talking about politics from a Christ-centered perspective. So let me be clear right off the bat. To all of the people who are listening, let me be very, very clear. This show is a show that is a Christ-centered show, really aiming to see how Jesus has told us to respond as Christ followers and as kingdom workers for Christ. This show is not interested in telling you who to vote for, not interested in telling you who to bash next, and certainly not interested in telling you why people are the devil, why people are, you know, whatever it is that's going on politically. This show is about Christ. This show is about the body of Christ getting serious and real about doing his will here on earth as it is in heaven. And as we navigate the different political environments that are available to us, it is important that we as Christ followers remain Christ-centered in the midst of this. So today we're going to be addressing that. And if you're tuning in for the first time and you're wondering, what is Kingdom Work for Christ? Let me break it down for you. So Kingdom Work for Christ is the full-time job of inviting Jesus to take over the day-to-day. It's the full-time job of inviting the Lord to have lordship over our jobs, our social life, our fun, our, you know, not just ministry, organized ministry, not just when we go to church on Sunday, not just when we're around Christian people, but how does our everyday move look like and how does that align with Jesus Christ? Kingdom Work for Christ is all about the Great Commission of Matthew 28, 18-20. Within the context of people who are following him, and some of them who doubted him and some of them who believed him, within that context, Jesus said this, and he gave a beautiful set of instructions, five perfectly ordered instructions. First one, he said, know that all authority in heaven and on earth is mine. People of God, if you claim to know Jesus Christ, you've got to know that the authority is still his in this time. You've got to understand, and if you don't, Go to the throne and ask him to clarify and reveal this for you. But he is in control in this time. He is in authority in this time. And he said, know that all authority in heaven and on earth is mine. Second thing he says, therefore, go make disciples of nations. Third thing, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Fourth thing, teach them to obey my commandments. Fifth thing, Know that I'm with you always till the end of the age. Not till somebody comes into presidency on November 8th, 2016, people of God in the U.S. No, till the end of the age. And that's what we're talking about today. So today we're going to be visiting the political environment that we're in. On this show, we've talked about gossip. We've talked about disagreement. We've talked about abortion. We've talked about Marriage, we've talked about family reconciliation. We talked about fitness. You can go back and check out all these shows at kingdomworkforchrist.com under events. Today, we continue to talk about politics. And very specifically, I am so incredibly honored and privileged to welcome a sister in Christ who I deeply love, deeply respect. Um, She is anonymized as the other guest was anonymized. And her name is Pastor Cindy. That's her anonymous name. 
And I want to welcome Pastor Cindy, who's going to be talking to us a little bit about why some Christ followers vote Democrat today. Hello, Pastor Cindy. How are you? Hello, and God bless you. God bless you. I'm so, I, I feel so much lighter now that I hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> well, thank you. Started out a little more of an, on a grave tone. So those of you who've been tuning in for a while, you must be like, oh, she sounds kind of heated. But no, it's passionate. It's not heated. It's passionate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I can feel your passion. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Oh, the Lord is so good. And he, he's, mm, he's just got this. So, Pastor Cindy, I want to introduce you as you're just such an infectious and joyful Christ follower. And really, you have a passion for building the body of Christ, for reaching brothers and sisters who are hurting, who are lacking, who are struggling physically, spiritually, emotionally. And this is something that I've had the privilege to witness. Um, you do really sometimes at your expense, um, but your passion just just pours out onto people, and and your passion for Christ just drives your kingdom work as a full time pastor, as a mother, among all the other hats that you're assuming. So when do you find time to sleep, Pastor Cindy? Well, God in His mercy does allow me time to sleep. <laughs> Uh, Praise God. It's amazing how that works, right? Yes. Well, he says he neither sleeps nor slumbers, so that gives me opportunity to sleep because he's awake all the time. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's not an excuse for all of us who are insomniacs, okay? That's not an excuse. I'm thinking out with Jesus. That's why I don't want to go to sleep. Nope. Yes, yes. That's so great. Well, thank you for being on the show. I know that we were talking earlier, there was a passage that's really been resonating on your heart. And so if if you're okay with that, I would love to share that with our listeners and then Please. have you comment on that. Yes. Okay, perfect. So if you have your Bibles and you're listening in, we're going to Genesis 6. We're going to start with 1 through 3 and then go to verses 5 and through 6. It says, when people began to multiply on the face of the ground, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that they were fair. And so they took wives for themselves of all that they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in mortals forever, for they are flesh. Their days shall be 120 years. Then the Lord says, In verse 5, the Lord saw that the wickedness of humankind was great in the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made humankind on earth and it grieved him to his heart. So why has this passage been resonating with you, Pastor Cindy? Um, it has been resonating with me because it speaks about the will of man and how God has allowed man from the fall of Adam and Eve until now. He has given man the opportunity to be his own free will agent or uh, uh, everyone has the opportunity to choose in which way mm-hmm. they want to go. And he does not put us in a condemning hole until we uh, come out of 
choosing the wrong things to choose the right things, and that's God. Mm. So and also, think, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, 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 please, go ahead. Yeah, and also uh, in the scriptures, uh, as you were reading, um, and I read uh, from King James Version, it says uh, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And I see the word they in here three times. So it let me know, it lets me know that they have excluded God from the equation. It says, and the sons of God saw, again, the daughters of men, that they were fair. This is what Mm. they saw. And they took them wives of all which they chose. And so they excluded God from the decision-making because God always makes the right choice. And then Mm. as because the results of them uh, going ahead of God or going over the head of God or making their own decisions, God says, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh. And as you read in the fifth verse, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So it lets me know that whatever political party that we may be a part of, or if we are none at all, if we are uh, are, uh, the redeemed of the Lord, or we're not the redeemed of the Lord, the Bible says that no man knows the heart, that the heart was desperately wicked above all things. So all of the outward ramifications of our political world here in the United States of America, it's still, it's only revealing the intents and the thoughts of the heart because it is bringing such a, an evil divide amongst mm-hmm. human beings. And that's where we have uh, the common ground. We are all human beings. And many times I use uh, this saying uh, that let's agree that we can disagree and move on or at least be respectful to one another because the word of God does declare that God is of no respecter of a person. So if you believe one way and I believe another way uh, because I know that the word of God speaks against Uh, homosexuality, and I honor and I respect what God's word says, but yet I love the homosexual. I don't love the acts that they do, but I love the person as an individual. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, abortions, abortions uh, is killing, but the scripture also declares that uh, whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer have eternal life abiding in him. And Mm -hmm. so, therefore, it lets me know that all of the heated discussions that have gone on have perpetuated hate. And so if I hate an individual because of his political views 
or his political values. And uh, uh, you're saying one thing, and I'm saying maybe the opposite. Should I hate you? And if I do hate you, I'm guilty of murder. And so abortion is another form of murder. So how would God weigh and judge those two uh, particular things? Um, And many times we will uh, weigh into one issue and hold strong to it, which I think everyone has the right and the choice to do as they please, but at least realize that there's other methods and means of murder. Uh, mm-hmm. That comes that's outside of abortions, and we're guilty of those types of murder, and we don't talk about those things, or we talk about abortions, but we don't talk about fornication. Uh, so uh, uh, it, mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of sad to me, to me as a leader and a pastor and a servant of God. It's it's a it's an imbalance there, such as it was in the days when Jesus was on the face of the earth. There was an imbalance in the religious arena. And Jesus you know, called the religious people whited walls. He called them hypocrites. And they were the very ones that thought they knew it all, but yet they were absolutely wrong. So uh, That's a key point. Pastor yeah, that, so, Cynthia, yes. uh, so one of the things, it's interesting you brought that up because we've been talking about how when it comes to being a kingdom worker for Christ, we need to be aware of our ability to still be intercessors for whoever's running, right? And when it comes to being kingdom workers for Christ, we also need to be humble enough to be in a position where we can pray those people, we've talked about, you know, what it looks like to respond in a way that is making clear that we are against the policies that are of this world, and yet do it in such a way that honors God and that is graceful. And, you know, so Daniel, for example, is one of the, the, the people we talked about and how he reacted to Nebuchadnezzar, as well as Esther and how she reacted at the time to King Xerxes. And so, you know, as, as, as we're talking about these and, and what you just brought up, it almost seems like, well, then since both, you know, major parties, for example, have these huge contradictions, and if I vote, won't I be engaging in that? So what would you say to somebody who says, you know, maybe the good thing is just not to vote at all? Well, you know what? I have learned in my many years of life here on planet Earth, I'm not a a, a young person, um, I have um, believed to allow each person to make up their own minds. Hopefully they're getting a word from the Lord, but decide on their own without, um, especially if they're passionate about it. And um, respect each individual to where they are. So if they select not to vote, do I have a hell to put them in? Or if they select to vote Republican and not Democrat and Democrat and not Republican, do I have a hell to put them in? Uh, When we may uh, not be guilty of uh, one thing, but yet if we weigh in, Uh, because the Bible tells us to not to be wise in our own eyes. 
we are guilty of so many other things. We are because there is a, a putrid spirit of hate that is just so perpetuating itself in the hearts of individuals that we spend more time on the Internet and Facebook putting up negative uh, 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 uh sites and negative things about each politician that is involved in this political arena of uh, 2016. And um, if we would obey God's word, we would not involve ourselves in those negative aspects of our politics, but we would do as the word of God says, to pray. We are very opinionative, um, uh, opinionative, uh, but yet we and very critical. And that's not God's word. That's not God's way to be criticizing everything and everybody's voice and everybody's opinion. Because, um, uh, and I know you and I spoke about this earlier, when the children of Israel wanted to be like the other nations. They asked Samuel, the prophet, the overseer, to appoint them a king. And the Bible says that it grieved the heart of Samuel. And when Samuel petitioned God concerning this matter, he God spoke to him and told Samuel, Samuel, they're not coming against you. They're coming against me. And um, so uh, God allowed them to have their choice. And uh, God gave me a message many year, uh, of a, a couple of, about a year ago, the people's choice. God gave Adam and Eve, uh, and, or made them rather, free will agents to choose to obey or not to obey. And the Bible says, choose ye this day whom ye will serve. If God, uh, if God be God, serve him. If Baal be God, serve him. And we are in a spirit of following Baal, but yet we think we're following God. Because the Bible says that in the latter days that people would have a form of godliness, but they're denying the power thereof. The power is the Holy Spirit of God that should infuse us to think righteously and think righteously toward our sisters or brethren, whether or not we are of the same party or we agree. Uh, and um, because God is love, and the politics that we are being faced with today is not perpetuating love at all. So that alone lets me know that something is wrong with the whole equation. Mm. Because it's, now, Pastor it's, Cindy, it's, I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. No. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh no, 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 no problem. Um, I was actually just going to ask you along those lines. So then, what do you think has been have you know what have been Christ-centered reasons why you have voted Democrat along those lines? You know, looking at um essentially what you just mentioned about some of the considerations that we should have as Christ followers. Well, I, I can tell you, historical-wise, uh, the Republican Party once voted Demo the, on the side of the Democratic Party. They was like it's uh, been the reverse 
uh, since maybe the 1950s or 1960s, things have changed. And um, uh, because I was a part of the civil rights era, um, what has been most important to me as a human being is that we are allowed civil rights, equal rights, and fairness to all. And I have noted of the many years that God has allowed me to uh, uh, vote and and be a part of the political arena in that aspect, uh, that the Democrats in the past has uh, leaned more towards civil rights, equal rights, and fairness to all. Um, uh, now, is there a perfect Democrat? No. But uh, I believe that God, as the Bible said, God is no respecter of a person. Uh, God is fair to all, and he judges all equally. And so um, that's my uh, overall stance on, you know, why I have selected to follow the Democratic Party because of the undercurrent of what is being verbalized by many of those in the political arena, but what they verbalize is not what their hearts are manifesting. They're not manifesting love. They're not manifesting equality. They're not manifesting forgiveness for those that may make those errors or may make those mistakes. Um, uh, uh, because if and I'm, if a... Uh, person that is a doctor at an abortion clinic is killed by a person that says they don't believe in murder, there's a a, quite a bit of a contradiction there, but yet they're supported because murder is murder. I don't care if it's an unborn baby or if it is a 25-year-old adult. A murder is murder. And so um, we tend to be kind of sideways in our politics, but we don't judge the whole matter of, mm. of, of a situation. And we tend to uh, be very uh, uh, partial uh, towards our beliefs. If it does not affect me personally, I kind of shun it, I walk away from it. But God is about all people because he said we are his people and the sheep of his pastor. He loves us. If we are Democratic, if we are of the Democratic Party or of the Republican Party, he loves us. If we are of the Green Party, he loves us. If if we're gay, mm. he loves us. If we've had an abortion, um, mm. so uh, uh, and then it perpetuates not only a spirit of hate but a spirit of unforgiveness. And we mm. all, as the Bible, as Jesus said about the woman that had committed adultery, he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. So it seems as though one party is casting stone at the other party and the other party is casting stone, and we're, we're, we're wasting our energies, our energies. It's not being focused on the righteousness of God, which at the end of the day, if Jesus Christ comes today or tomorrow, it's not going to matter that we are a Republican or a Democrat. It's going to matter that we are born again and we are obeying 
the word of God and that we follow the the the, the number one commandment and is that that is to love the Lord thy God with all our heart and our soul and our mind. And um, I think it is quite difficult to love God that way, and we have a hate toward another person because of their political views. So then what do you think about what if when people talk, you know, about some of the issues like, um, you know, homosexuality and, and abortion, as you've brought up, and say, look, at what point do I defend my faith by following, you know, by voting in line with my faith, what would you say? What would well, you, say to you know what? What I, what I do say that I don't think in politics you're going to get everything that you want. Hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it's just like um, if, you, if you want a custom-built home, you have to build it from the ground up. Because if you go and uh, and purchase from a community of homes, you're not going to get everything that you're going to get. And so I see politics as a community uh, that you're not going to get everything that you want. But above all, I look for justice. I look for justice, and I look for mercy, and I look for civil rights, and I look for fairness, and I look for... Uh, uh, equal rights And those are the major factors That I think um, uh, And because I have lived And witnessed The civil rights era here in America And the injustice that have uh, uh, Perpetuated From the time of slavery Until now uh, And there was In the 60s Those that gave their lives uh, Not And one thing I love it was not one race of people that gave their lives. There were mm-hmm. whites, there were blacks, they gave their lives for the cause of civil rights. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, 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 it won't matter uh, if you are, uh, if, you've, if, if, if you have had an abortion and you can't get treated with respect because maybe you did make the wrong decision, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or 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 your your reason for getting an abortion however right it is or however wrong you may view it to be uh, someone is going to interfere with my choices when God doesn't strike me down from heaven uh because he is the final decider <laughs> or the decision right. maker in all things if he doesn't strike an individual down from heaven that lets me know that God is still allowing man to make his own choices, however right they are or however wrong they are. Because, again, mm-hmm. as the scripture we read in Genesis, the sixth chapter, um, uh, the, uh, it was because the people chose. Um, and God said his spirit was not going to always strive with man. Believe it or not, God's spirit is not striving with man on planet Earth as it did in those days. Because we are in such a climate of hate and disregard for uh, mankind that we, uh, 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 and we're so divided that we wouldn't even 
which was wrong, we wouldn't have had no success in building the Tower of Babel today because of our, <laughs> we're, so, we're, we're so divided, even though God was credit. against that. <laughs> but, we're, but, we're, but we're so divided. And um, uh, it's, it's all about choices, you know. Mm. Um, and there, there, there are things that I agree with that the Republican Party um, – uh, uh, stay ahead, their stance is on and what they believe, but there are things that I believe in what the Democratic Party, uh, and, and I lean more toward uh, equal rights, civil rights, fairness, mm. justice, and mercy for all. Mm. What are some of the things that you agree with that the Republican Party believes in? Well, I, I do believe that it is not for us to have abortions. I, I do believe that. I do believe that uh, when it comes to uh, same-sex marriage, that that is definitely against the principles of God. But guess what? They were doing it before we were ever voting for it. They were doing it in the days of Lot, homosexuality. The, the same sins that existed in those days are still yet existing today, and politics have yet not been able to bring about a change. The only one that can bring about a change is the Almighty God when he deals with the heart of man. And Amen if the heart that. is not changed, politics definitely will not change a person. That's and right. so we're trying to force a human being into being what he wants or doesn't want to be. Only God can do that. And some matters are, are, are in the hands of God. You know, if a person doesn't want to change, we can have laws all we want to. People, it, 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 they use the term in the closet. Uh, before this was such uh, on the front side of the ballot, uh, we, people were still homosexuals uh, living together and sleeping together, and abortions still were going on. So if God doesn't change the heart of man, I don't care what laws are in place, people are still going to disobey, mm -hmm. whether or not they are Republicans. If, if the whole United States was all Republican, it's not going to prevent homosexuality. It's not going to prevent, because the Bible says, uh, whosoever join himself to a harlot is one flesh. So we think that you have to be married to be one flesh. But the Bible declares whosoever join himself to a harlot is one flesh. So whether it's not men with men and women with women, uh, if they're joining themselves, whether or not they are married or not married, it's still all sin. Sin is sin, and it's not, it hasn't stopped anything. A matter of fact, the more uh, that they speak against it, the more it manifests. Right. Now, it's interesting because, you know, if if we really go back, and this, some people get mad at me for saying, but we look at we're expecting a Christian nation to continue to be a Christian nation. But how did a Christian nation allow for something as grotesque as slavery? How did a Christian nation allow for something as grotesque as, you know, internment camps? on and so forth. And I think that a lot of the repercussions we're seeing today is because somewhere along the road, some people 
did not remain Christ-centered, though they were promoting that they were Christian values. Absolutely. Right? And so today, when we're looking at this, I, I, I hear people say, oh, I wish we could go back to the way it was in, you know, so-and-so year or so-and-so year. Really? Because in so-and-so year, black people couldn't vote. In so-and-so year... You know, we couldn't have a public discourse like we're having right now. So do we actually really mean what we say? And so I think it's important to see where the starting point was and and going to the tie into what you said in Genesis 6 and also to what my sister in Christ said last show, who historically has voted Republican. You know, we are trying to see this from a Christ-centered perspective when at the end of the day, we are navigate a world that is not Christ-centered, nor Absolutely. was it Christ-centered, right? And, and and trying to do the best we can with what we have. And so, you know, if we if 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 you are listening to this show and you are saying, well, I am just I'm tuning out because I'm mad and I'm gonna, you know, I think that they're all heathen, then bless you. Tune us off. And I just really pray that at some point in time you get intimate with Jesus so you see the fallacy of that, of that entire line of thought. But if you're somebody who's truly considering what, what do Christ followers actually think about when they're voting, right, on both sides, people who say, I just don't care about politics. I think when it comes to Christ and politics, it just doesn't match, right? If you're truly trying to listen to that, then you've come to the right show. And so when we're talking about this and you're, you're bringing what you're bringing up, um, Pastor Cindy, I'm appreciative of the fact that you're always bringing us back to Christ is the answer. Yes. For heart issues with politics, we are missing the ball game because Christ at the end of the day is the answer. And so who has the character and the integrity that Absolutely. is most Christ-like, right? And even if it's one, even if it's one character versus zero character traits that are closer to how Christ is, that's the one character trait that is close to what Christ-like is. And that's important because if you don't have the character, you're not going to be able to carry out the job. It's really that Absolutely. simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. So and, what um, brought you to, yeah. you no, know, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll accept the question. What did you say? Oh, no. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I just interrupted you. Um, I was going to ask you how you came to, you know, care about the matters of Christ at all in your life. And, you know, what it, what has that journey been like? Well, um, I can only give all credit to God is uh, that God just has put his spirit. I'm passionate about souls mm-hmm. and I'm passionate about the upbuilding of God's kingdom. And Amen. I am so absolutely sure at the end of the day, um, my mansion in heaven, uh, I will be there, and there will be Democrats there, there will be Republicans there, because mm-hmm. they, will not, they will no longer be Democrats or Republicans. They've been Godcrats. And 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 we are uh, we are uh, we are so limited in our thinking. 
let me say that. We're so limited in our thinking because everything about God is eternal. And so we get absorbed in something that's only temporal. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and we forsake the most important, and that's the eternal. And mm-hmm. uh, I think if every individual will for a moment or a minute move out of the political world, whether or not you are the a Republican or a Democrat, and do a, uh, or rather search your soul and see mm. what where the heart is. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be the matters of the heart that is that we're going to end up being judged on. And then another scripture in the Bible says mm. if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. Um, the media and uh, has uh, have perpetuated such uh, a divide too, because uh, most media representatives are now voicing their own opinions uh, instead of giving the actual news. And see, I grew up in the days of mm-hmm. uh, you may not be aware of Huntley and Brinkley, and and mm-hmm. most. Most of the time, they told the news absolutely as it was without forcing an opinion. And so because of that, it has caused a divide, and it is, a lot of this has perpetuated through the media. But the whole strategy of all of this divide is to keep us out of heaven. And so if we have Christian values, are we thinking about just life on planet Earth or we or are we thinking about eternal life? And mm. if you think of eternal life, I think it would uh cause us to be a bit more humble and a bit more merciful and a bit more understanding, uh, that every human being has the right to choose in which direction they want to go. Uh, mm. such as, and I'll bring up homosexuals again, if a man wants to marry a man, that's not my belief. I would rather that they would follow God's word, but only God can change the heart. And such as we read in uh, um, Genesis, the sixth chapter, it says in the fifth verse, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, in that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Where are we in that equation? Mm. You know, are our thoughts only evil if I can dislike you or hate you simply because of your political views? When at the end of the day, there is a thing called eternal life and eternal damnation, Mm. which could cause me to have uh, strong political views and miss out on eternal life. Right. Uh, because it's not, uh, uh, because God is a spirit. And this thing that we're warring with is not a physical. See, we're trying to fight a physical battle. Mm. But he said the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God through the tearing down of strongholds. This is a spiritual battle. Uh, when Satan who was 
uh, called the son of the morning, was named Lucifer. He was an angel in heaven, and he wanted to be like the Most High God. And, and he thought these things in his heart. He did not verbally uh, uh, speak them out as people are speaking mm. out today. And mm. so as a result, uh, he was cast out of heaven. Jesus said, I saw uh, Satan uh, fall from, uh, was cast from heaven as lightning. Uh, so he was cast into the earth. And now, so he's in the earth, he enters into the serpent, uh, he causes, uh, he influences Eve to disobey God, and then Adam follows suit with his wife, and so then we have another problem, uh, sin enters into their heart, uh, they are cast out of the Garden of Eden, but then they have a son named Cain. That same devil that was cast from heaven that entered into the serpent, that entered into Cain when God wanted a righteous offering and sacrifice and caused Cain to hate his brother, Abel. They were of the same mom and the same dad, same race, but yet there was a divide. And that's all. We need to see the root cause of that same spirit that entered into Cain and caused him to hate his brother without a cause, only because he uh, did not offer to God a righteous sacrifice. But God gave him the choice to choose and, to, 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 and the opportunity to offer a righteous sacrifice. But because of the spirit of the devil, he rejected God as we are doing today. And they were, I would want to say that Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel possibly could have been more closer to God, or at least Adam and Eve was, but yet mm. they were agents of choice. And, and they chose to allow Satan to influence their decisions, and as a result, the world is in the condition as it is today. And that same spirit that brought divide with Cain and Abel is the same spirit that the devil is using amongst the human race. Mm, and it's interesting you say that because, you know, in, in many respect, you see over and over again how there is a just continuous battle that happens in, in a crazier way when there is separation from God and when there isn't, yeah. when there's a lack of invitation of the Lord in the midst of that, you know, of, of the disagreement, you know, yeah. uh, we did a yeah. show on disagreement that you actually reminded me of um, last year. And we were talking about disagreement between the body and when it's done right, God uses it for the sake of multiplication of his kingdom, right? Yeah. Between Paul and Barnabas, you have two yeah. men who strongly disagreed Oh, sorry, um, Paul Barnabas and then John Mark. Um, and, you know, we see this division, and yet it brought about a multiplication of what God was doing in both areas, in both, um, in both locations apart from each other. So we can do this in a way that will bring about some incredible kingdom work so that more people will say, oh, wow, what was different about the way they as Christians handle this compared to how we are handling this. How can you be joyful in the middle of what seems to be oh, it's the end of the world. Some people have called it whatever it is, right? 
How do mm-hmm. we still find joy in the midst of this? How do we still say we don't have fear? I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm. I refuse to fear November eighth. I think that's stupid. Yes, yes. Yes. If we actually believe in Jesus Christ, what are we doing fearing? It yes. doesn't make any sense to me. What we yes. ought to be doing is see how it is and not be in a position of the that they will see the love of Jesus and through that they will be able to see what God is trying to do here on earth as it is in heaven not by shunning them and and I think yes. that's something that I just love how you're hitting that in the nail which is you know what's the kingdom impact here what 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 yes. do we actually care about that's long term versus this short short I'm losing I don't I don't hear you at all oh, okay can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, perfect. Sorry about that. Um, I wanted to read First Timothy 2, 1 through 6, and just recap a couple of the points um, that we've been talking about as we get ready to close. And then I would love some parting comments from you. Um, yes. The one of the crazy environment of politics is, First okay. Timothy two, verses one through six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it says, "Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men, all kings, all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence." For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. So as we are looking at this environment and as we are looking at our response as Christ followers and as kingdom workers for Christ, can we continue to give including all our kings, all in authority? Can we be the body of Christ who actually leads a quiet, peaceable life in godliness and reverence and lose it in the middle of this crazy political environment? And so as Kingdom Workers for Christ, we have talked about several responses that are God-honoring responses leaders and people seeking leadership positions with all sincerity can we pray for the Donald Trumps, the Hillary Clintons can we pray for um, the Gary Johnsons Um, can we pray for the people who are their running mates can we actually pray for Tim Kaine for Mike Pence with sincerity if we don't dis- even if we don't agree with them, can we beware of our hardening of hearts? Are we willing to be prison wardens with our words? As Pastor Cindy told us, when we speak words of death, that's murder. Are we willing yes. to have when those words of death come towards us? Are we willing to say, you know what, I can't.
they're certainly not going to leave my heart. Okay, what's going to happen is it's going to be a prison for those negative words where the Holy Spirit can minister unto them and just flush that out. And then I'm going to keep on keeping on as a Christ follower and as a kingdom worker for Christ with the hope of Jesus. Can we be that? Can we be Christ followers who's not around us who seem like they're losing hope? Can we be kingdom workers for Christ? Can we actually extend our spiritual hands, our physical hands, our, you know, our, our, our members of the body? Can we extend ourselves to others so that we can actually journey this together in a way that is Christ honoring? Can we react in a manner that is honoring to God? We looked at grace. When you have leaders who are so ridiculously corrupt, Nebuchadnezzar was a corrupt king. Xerxes was a corrupt king. He was so pompous and arrogant and prideful. And yet Esther approached him with grace. And yet Daniel approached Nebuchadnezzar with grace. Can we do that? And in the midst of that, can we speak in that's okay because my heart is that the word of God be placed at the center of what we're doing and I'm speaking in spirit and I'm speaking in truth and know that I'm speaking in love I am not going to back down from sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus which is hey body of Christ if you actually believe in him what are you fretting for because mom or daddy said vote this way that is not our responsibility our responsibility is to actually be you know active about finding out what the facts are let's not be lazy about this let's actually research our facts and get informed from various sources as a body of christ and let's make our conclusions and at the end of the day it's personal love for you, Andy, is as I love comments from you, some parting words of wisdom, because you've just showered us, you know, with a lot of insight um, about well, how to remain Christ-centered. Uh, well, um, one wonderful thing about God, it's, it, 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 it resolves to one thing, it's the matters of the heart. Um, and he said, uh, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And then even as you were speaking about Pastor, Daniel. Sorry, Pastor, Pastor Cindy, I lost that verse. Can you please repeat that? Um, uh, when uh, it's in uh, the Beatitudes, when he said, Blessed are the pure in heart, heart mm-hmm. for they shall see God. Um, it's oh, matters okay. of the heart. It's how our heart is before the Lord. Because, um, I, and I want to use, I have a nephew that is a Republican. But it does mm-hmm. not exclude the fact that he's my nephew. He, I've got relatives. If you're my brother and you're a Republican, it does not excuse the fact that you're still my brother. So mm-hmm. if we are the body of Christ and mm-hmm. you're Republican and I'm Democrat or uh, the Green Party or, or liberal, uh, uh, whoever you are, and we are all born again, we are the body of Christ. And so um, is the body of Christ divided because of our political views? I think we have to take a self-evaluation. 
because when Daniel was praying, I think maybe I, I can't remember if, it, if it's the eighth chapter of Daniel, but Daniel began to pray for the children of Israel. But one thing I love, um, he not only prayed for them, he prayed for he included himself in the equation. He didn't pray mm-hmm. pointing fingers. Um, right. He said, Lord, you know, forgive us all. Forgive me, I, Daniel, and forgive the children of Israel. He asked for mercy for everybody. He didn't just pray pointing fingers. And I think we are in a political environment where we're doing more pointing fingers, and we're missing the spirit of unity where in Christ prayed in St. John, the 17th chapter, he said, Father, make them one. As you and I are one. So if there is an element in the atmosphere in the United States of America or in any country in the world, and we are professing to be born-again Christians, and we're divided one from another because of our political views, we need to take a self-evaluation, and we need to search our hearts, and we need to see really where we are with God, because what I do know, in a family, husbands and wives disagree, sisters and brothers disagree, but it does not uh, exclude the fact that they're still family. And so we are still the family of Christ if we are, in fact, uh, born again. And um, so uh, I, I, I want to respect every Republican where they, where, where they are and every Democrat where they are uh, because at the end of the day it boils down to one thing is that we have to love the Lord thy God with all of our heart, our mind, and our soul and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Mm. Um, uh, uh, we, we, we're no longer sisters and brothers. We're, we've become neighbors. But God still requires us to love our neighbors and treat our neighbors as we would love and treat ourselves. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you for that. Will you um, will you close us in prayer? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Father God, we thank you tonight for the opportunity to express our political views, but most of all, we want it to be you and you alone. For you declare in the word of God to the only wise God, you are the one that sees all, that knows all, you have the answer to everything. God, many times we as human beings may think that we are right and we're wrong, please forgive us, and that we're right and and that we're wrong, and maybe we're right. However the matter is, forgive us and bring about a spirit of unity and do not allow Satan, oh God, to perpetuate the spirit of divide and the spirit of hate that we can come together and be together as one, as you and the Father are one. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen Mm. and amen. Amen. Uh, thank yeah. you so much, Pastor Cindy. I am so privileged to have you on the show, and I, I'm deeply, deeply grateful that you've been um, willing to be bold, to be to remain Christ-centered in this, and and really to approach this, you know, level-headedly. Just like my my dear sister, my anonymized sister um, Bonnie last show did, um, in a way that is. You know, really, we're trying. We're really trying to be Christ-centered about this, and so yes, thank you, yes, thank you so yes. much. 
And you continue on in the courage and the boldness of the Lord to speak as God would give you the words to speak for the upbuilding of his kingdom. Uh, praise God. Thank you so much. I, I, You know, no turning back. I don't have a choice. It's um, I, Obviously, I'm choosing to follow Jesus, but it, it's yes. almost like there is no other option. You know what I mean? Because There's I just believe in the power of the cross. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's There's exactly what it is. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. God bless well, you. Guys. Oh, God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for joining us, for all of you who are listening. Listen, if you are tuning in and you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, first of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to a show that is um, a show that is Christ-centered, a show that, um, you know, does talk about the goodness and the lordship of Jesus. And so, no, one, he loves you so much. Two, he created you, and he's going to continue to pursue you, whether it's this show, whether it's, you know, people around you. Just know that he hasn't given up on you, and he wants to have a relationship with you. So will you allow him to come into your heart? Will you allow him to take the seat of his throne where there's emptiness in your heart? I promise you he will fill it. I have lost two siblings, and I can tell you that as painful as those were, God has filled that void that is unexplicable and unimaginable in ways that I simply cannot convey. And I want to invite you to understand the power, filling power of Jesus this day. If you are interested in doing that right now, you don't need fanfares. You don't need, you know, anyone. You don't need me even. You just need to have a communication with him and say, Lord, I recognize I'm a sinner. I want to invite you in my heart this day. Take away my sin. Transform my life inside out. Make me yours. And watch him do it. Be faithful in praying to him. Continue to pray every day. If you don't have a Bible, get a Bible. Find a Bible teaching church. In the meantime, if you're looking for that and you haven't found it yet, you want resources, that in general contact moreforchrist.com and we'll share that with you we're not affiliated with anybody we're not sponsored by anybody so you know what we're giving you is what we know um you know has worked and what we have personally experienced so please feel free to reach out for all of you who continue to listen day um you know week in and week out thank you thank you so much it's a privilege i enjoyed really do so in a Christ-centered manner. In the meantime, have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless you. Are you still on? <laughs>